Hey everyone, this is our podcast about Captain James Cook, who was a English explorer. And just starting off, he was born on October 27th, 1728 in a town called Martin in Cleveland in Yorkshire, England. And he grew up working on their family farm. When he was 18, he got an apprenticeship working on a coal shipping boat, and he got experience sailing in rough seas, which was gonna help him later in his career as a sailor. He was offered to command his own ship after a few years of that, but he ended up turning it down because he wanted to join the British Royal Navy. The reason he joined was because he thought that there was probably gonna be a war between France and Britain. And if you join, if you volunteer, you're going to have better opportunities for promotion than if you were drafted. I mean, in, in his time, there always was war between France and Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And there, what did end up being a war between them, <laughs> which was the Seven Years' War, which started in 1756, and he was stationed in Canada. He participated in defeating a bunch of the French forces there and exploring the St. Lawrence River. And while he was there, an army officer taught him how to survey, which ended up being a very important skill for him in his expeditions in the future. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what he's known for is his is his surveys and his, his charts of different islands. Mm-hmm. He basically just went up to an army officer and asked him, hey, can you teach me? And borrowed equipment from him. Yeah, I mean, with, with that being said, I think we just jump right into his first voyage and what he really, what he really got into. So, uh, kind of like Ben said, he was uh, part of the British Royal Navy, and he actually he he is he takes uh, command of the HMS Endeavour, which was a British Royal Navy vessel. Um, he he starts off in uh, 1768, then that the for his first voyage spans all the way to 1771. Uh, he first takes command in 1768, sails from Plymouth. Uh, they they anchor first in the Bay of Good Success, Tierra del Fuego, um, and that's where they get their first provisions in South America. Um, after that, they move on. They sail in 69 to uh, Matave Bay in Tahiti, and they actually establish uh, good relations with the chief there. Um, and the, so the whole reason they were in Tahiti was because he was bringing scientists to actually chart the course of the planet Venus. So from where people had been there before, they knew it was a good place to actually see Venus. Um, and so they were trying to chart the uh, course of the planet, but it, it actually comes up being uh, imprecise and they, they don't actually get the chart of Venus. Um, but while they're in Tahiti, they actually pick up a local, like a native. Uh, it's he's He knows the islands very well and he actually sails uh, James Cook's ship uh, the uh, see here. Let's. He actually sails the endeavor uh, through the Society Islands, and while James Cook charts them. Mm. 
and then in 79 when they leave Tahiti um, obviously the navigator is uh, sailing the ship the coast of New Zealand is actually seen and they that that's part of uh, what Abel Tasman would would have saw in 1642 uh, but this land was unknown in Europe they, they didn't really know anything about it before Abel Tasman had got there the Maori people they were there around the 1300s right yeah that's that's okay. when it was first settled um, and it said that after that they had gone to a place that's uh, it, the native name is it's hard to pronounce it's 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 Taranga a kiwi so it's a it's a it's a weird name but Captain Cook called it Poverty Bay um, and there was actually that's where things start to get a little more violent and that's that's where they meet the Maori and that's that's that results in the death of the Maori leader and T Morrow. he keeps well he keeps Poverty Bay as a home base for quite a while yeah and that's well that's another thing he actually goes back there multiple times and it's there was more uh, there was other incidents where it was not uh, peaceful there was many incidents where it was actually very violent you know like like they said uh, killed by, there was there was several uh, Maori men killed by British musket fire and that was that was something that happened multiple times uh, but in October of 69 they they actually did have a a peaceful meeting um, where they were exchanging goods the Maori who uh, they approached the ship in canoes um, the goods were exchanged and then they had left but they actually kidnapped the navigator that they had the the man they had taken from Tahiti to navigate their boat uh, their, their ship was actually kidnapped by uh the Maori. Um, they did. They did get him back. He was. He didn't die. <laughs> um, the the next place they move on to in seven. It's it's in January of 1770. Um, the the Endeavor anchors at Ship's Cove. Um, it's Queen Charlotte Sound. Uh, this is actually where Cook makes his main base in New Zealand. Um, he he starts. This is where he really starts in New Zealand. Okay. Well, I, I. So in March of seventy, the Endeavor is past the southern tip of New Zealand, which Europeans had pretty much thought that that was the Great Southern Continent, and he disproved that at that point. Uh, he. He sailed for Australia, and he spent six months completing his first chart of New Zealand. Yeah, and that's when he when he completes that first chart. That's like by the time he completes that, that's when they see Australia. I believe that's when they start to sail onto Australia, and they're actually almost in Australia when he finishes that chart. Mm-hmm. It was. Um Port Jackson, correct? Yes. Yeah, that yep. was the first British prison colony in Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that city, uh, the prison colony, actually grows into be the modern city of Sydney. And so that that it's just kind of cool to think about that a city that was looked at in 1770 grows up to be the modern city of Sydney. Hmm. Well, I know they the, the uh, ran aground uh, near the. Uh, Great Barrier Reef. 
Well, see, it says that it, from from what I've seen, it says that they had nearly gotten stuck in the Great Barrier Reef. And I think that's just something that's really cool to think about is what if they had got stuck? What if they what if they had wrecked their boat? What if their boat had sunk in the Great Barrier Reef? What would be what would we be talking about right now with James Cook? Would he be would he have gone to all these islands? Would he have been able to chart New Zealand like he had? That's an interesting question. He might have just stayed in Australia. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, it it says that the Endeavor had it, it like in the Great Barrier Reef. I don't know if you guys are, are aware of this, but there's many islands that are almost you, you can't even see them. They're kind of they're kind of low lying and they're uh, they're uh, they're below the the water. So the ships as big as the Endeavor, where they're carrying so much supplies and so many men, you, you really that's not something you can just see. You know, they kind of you kind of have to know how to navigate it. Mm. One th- one thing I found pretty interesting was that when they go past Australia, right? They're they're on the east coast of Australia. They, you know, they 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 see what is modern day Sydney. Um, he actually claims the whole east coast of Australia. Uh, he calls it New South Wales, which is he he calls a possession of the island. He wrote, "So far as we know, it doth not produce any one thing that can become an article in trade to invite Europeans to fix a settlement upon it." Which was basically him saying, "This is my land now. We're going to make a settlement here. Like right. this is ours." And I just I think that's re- that's something that. That even even after that, the British come to this island, and they they basically just claim it, not really thinking about the native Aboriginal people. I mean, that's something that we just talked about here recently. Is that they don't really take any they don't take anything into account about the natives there. No. No. Um, so in, in 1770, this is after they get done with Australia. They're sailing north. Um, so they they, can, they actually do have to make further repairs to the ship then and then provisioning. Um, but during this stay, several men are dying from a fever. And this also includes the native that they had taken for uh, their guide. Uh, he actually dies with uh, along with uh, William Monkhouse, which is their surgeon uh, among or uh, uh, in the boat, which is something that you never want to hear. I would say. <laughs> um, after this, the Endeavour anchors at Cape of Good Hope. They take on supplies before sailing north towards Britain. Um, once they're anchored in Thames, this is this is where they stay until their second voyage. Uh, ben, you want to talk kind of a little bit about what they do on their second voyage once they leave Thames? Yeah. So after his first voyage, he got promoted to captain. So now he's officially Captain Cook. Before that, he was a lieutenant. And he was chosen to command this next expedition with two ships this time. His ship was the Resolution, and the second ship they brought along with them was the Adventure. They... The main objective of this trip was looking for the Terra Australis Incognita, which is the unknown southern continent. At that time, a lot of people thought there was some kind of giant continent or landmass where Australia was, or excuse me, where Antarctica is. (laughs) 
1772, they set sail from Plymouth, England. They made a couple stops along the way in Spain and Africa for supplies. And they made their way to Antarctica, where they tried to make it through the ice, but they couldn't get far enough. And they act, the two ships actually lost track of each other during this time because of fog. And so they had previously planned that, hey, if we get lost, we're going to both meet up in New Zealand at Queen Charlotte Sound, which is where they had been before. Yeah, I mean, it's not really surprising to, to think that the, the two ships lost each other when they're sailing through ice. And I mean, they're basically sailing through the Arctic, but in ships that were not made for sailing through the Arctic. Now, they never did find each other, did they? They, the, I, it's. I think that they meet up. They did end up meeting up, but they ended up getting lost again later. Right. Yeah. So I, I just. I, it doesn't surprise me that that two ships would lose each other in nothing but fog and ice. Yeah. And it's. I mean, it's so cold. So, the resolution, which was Captain Cook's ship, went to. Before he went to Queen Charlotte Sound, he decided, hey, I'm going to stop at this place called Dusky Bay in New Zealand. And he, pretty much the same day they landed, they ended up finding Maori there. There wasn't any violence between them yet at this point. But he, they did befriend one, a family of Maori, and Captain Cook had one of his tailors make this special coat and gave to them as a gift, which was kind of nice. And then... He took the ship to Queen Charlotte Sound, which is where they met up with the other ship, the Adventure. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, so I mean that pretty much wraps up his second voyage, doesn't it? I mean, he's after this, he's he moves on into his third voyage, which is in it's uh, July of seventeen seventy six, all the way up to seventeen eighty, um, and then so for his third voyage, he's in New Zealand and the Hawaiian Islands, and he goes, he actually goes all along the North American coast to the Bering Strait. Um, it's I mean, it starts off like Ben said. His they arrived at uh, Ship Cove, Queen Charlotte Sound in New Zealand. You know, this is this is kind of like his home base. Like he he knows this area well. He's charted New Zealand as of now. Like this is this is his place. Um, after that, the expedition called at Namuka. Uh, it's one of the number of spots that they that they kind of stopped at in the Tonga Archipelago. Um, but this island is also better known as Tonga, and they they went here for lots of things, mostly resources though. Um, you know, after this, they had the resolution discovery anchored at Matave Bay in Tahiti, um, but they stayed there for about a month. Um, and and another interesting thing about this uh, about this uh, this whole exploration, you should say, is the British kind of covered it up. Uh, they they kind of disguised it as taking a native back home, right? Yeah. Because the the British had had a native in, in, uh, named Ma or Mai, like, and they had they had kind of covered it up as, oh, where well, they're taking my home, you know, like they've got to take it back to the islands. You know, that's what it was. It wasn't really, it wasn't as much as James Cook wanted to to go discover new islands and claim new islands as they disguised it as, oh, they're taking they're taking this native person home. Right. Um, 
after they had gotten past that, a party landed at Waimea Bay Canoe. Uh, Cook's ships were were the first from Europe to uh, be known to have called at the Hawaiian Islands. Um, the expedition sailed north from Hawaii, uh, which Cook actually called them the Sandwich Islands. Um, and that, that was something that stuck around for a long time. Um, after this, in March of 1778, the ships actually anchored at Nuka Sound in Vancouver Island. Uh, supplies were taken on board. Uh, they, they made trade for furs and uh, kind of just stocked up once again in Vancouver Island. Uh, after this, in January of 79, uh, they go to uh, Kalakaua Bay in Hawaii, and that's where they actually they obtain more provisions. Um, and Cook's, Cook takes part in all of the welcoming ceremonies. That's kind of another thing is how much he does in Hawaii. Right. And when they left the original time, uh, the Resolution's masts um, were damaged. So they had to go back. Yeah. And this is where things become muddled because there are stories of there are stories that he kidnapped the king of Hawaii. Um, there's dispute over a stolen boat. Whatever happened, Cook never makes it off the beach. Yeah. Uh, he's killed, stabbed to death. Um, so are four Marines, 16 Hawaiians. So Cook is dead, and Charles Clark assumes command of the ship. Well, they run away and come back a few weeks later. Uh, demanding Cook's remains. And they get them because they bombarded the island um, and forced them to uh, give the body back. So Cook's remains are buried at sea. And this pretty much just ends the story of James Cook. Um, But like you said, if he had crashed those years earlier what would we have now where would where would he be um, if he had been stopped right and his contributions to the pacific islands and the way we know them today is because of his charting and his his expeditions yeah and i think new zealand benefited a lot as, as much as cook probably took from new zealand he also benefited them in a lot of ways with just how much trade and how much how new zealand became a port basically right and he charted it almost completely i mean he he had a very accurate chart of new zealand that was kind of his thing it was new zealand hawaii you know the cook islands sandwich island like those were those were his things his charting was his Thing. Well, he he made it to Easter Island too. Yes. Yeah, and they they actually have uh, drawings of the 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 statues or the rocks in Easter Island. They actually made drawings of those as well. And it, it's said too that once they sailed north from Hawaii, you know, after after Cook had died, Charles Cook or Charles Clerk actually dies as well. The, yeah. The 
the the captain of the ship actually dies as well. He had contracted he died at consumption. Yes, and he contracted it in prison. Um, and then John Gore, after this, takes command of the expedition. And then in in April of 1780, I mean, it's that's pretty much the end of it. The Resolution Discovery, they anchor at Cape of Good Hope, uh, another place that James Cook had called his own, basically, right, uh, to take on supplies. And in October of 1780, the Resolution and Discovery both returned to Thames, uh, where they had once started. So he was a captain. He was a map maker. He was a scientist. Surveyor. Surveyor. I mean, he, he, he did a lot for not only the Pacific Islands, but exploration in general. I mean, he had, he had explored more than just about anybody at this time. And that's why this class was so interesting, because you can take some one particular person in this entire thing, and you can make... You, you can build a story. Yeah, especially with James Cook. I mean, we really only touch on the things that he did in the Pacific. And I think that's something that we need to we need to really stress is that we only touch the things that he's done in the Pacific. Well, we, I mean, we I talked mean, about Alaska and yeah, a couple, but he, I mean. He goes to many other places other than just these islands of the Pacific. He goes, he, he makes, he actually sees Japan too. He, he sees China, like all of these things that he, he does a lot more than I think most people would know. It's kind of crazy how much distance one person could cover back then when you had transportation like wasn't as evolved as it is now. It's harder to cover that much distance. How much exploration he did at that time is pretty crazy to think about. Well, not only that, just how many years he did this, too. I mean, he starts in 1768 in, in his and honestly, he probably would have kept exploring after seventy nine. I mean, if he hadn't, if he if he if hadn't, he hadn't been kidnapped killed. a king or been killed because of a stolen boat or yeah, I whatever mean, happened. In he Hawaii. started sailing when he was eighteen, and he was continued that until the day he died. Yeah, and he and and something else too is he was fifty years old when he died. I mean, that's at the time that's a that's a full life. I mean, you you've lived your life. I mean, that just the experiences that he might have had is just it's crazy to think about, you know, the, just the time that he spent on the ocean, you know, just just sailing. He spent I mean, it's he spent almost 10 years exploring the, the Pacific. Pacific.